You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode eight. Well, hey there, welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and as always, I am honored and grateful that you are allowing me to spend a little bit of your day with you. This podcast episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, our free live virtual event that is specifically targeted to help PMO leaders around the world make a bigger impact with their PMO. Go check it out at PMOImpactSummit.com and get ready to learn a ton of ways you can make a big impact with your PMO. It's PMOImpactSummit.com and when the event is live, it is a free opportunity to get tons and tons of training to help you with your PMO. Now, if you have been following these episodes in order, which was my recommendation, starting with the zero episode, which was an introduction, then going on to the PMO reset to talk a little bit about where we are now with the PMO and what the opportunities are going forward, as well as maybe some areas we need to improve. I then recommended you go right into the Impact PMO Leader Mindset series, which was a series of six steps, my Impact PMO Leader Mindset shifts that I think are critical for PMO leaders going forward. Then now you're probably thinking, now what? So if you have not listened to all of those episodes, I do recommend you go back and listen to those because today what we're going to talk about is another step in the process after you go through those mindset shifts. And it's all about what do I do now? What do I do once I get it, once I have transformed my mindset, once I'm thinking differently about my PMO and my role and the role of project management and the best ways to drive impact in my organization, now what do I do? So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and take a listen, and that will help give you some context as to what we're going to talk about today, because today's episode is all about answering the now what. What does that plan look like, and how do we go from knowing we need to make some shifts in how our PMO is operating and how it's functioning today, places we might want to consider improving our impact to the organization overall, or if you're just getting started, how do you make sure that you're starting off right? That's what we're covering today. We're going to look at a few different areas that you might want to consider when you're thinking about putting some of these great ideas you now have into place. And to go with this episode, I put together a little cheat sheet for you of all of the steps that I'm going to go through today so that you've got something to write down your thoughts, your ideas, and your action plan to make sure you actually take action on the new ideas that you have on the areas of opportunity that you're seeing. Because if you went through all of those mindset series podcast episodes, you're probably thinking to yourself, I've got so many great ideas I want to implement. If you downloaded all of those worksheets that went with each of those episodes, you've already started taking notes and you've got your ideas. Now we have to put that plan in action. So 
We are going to talk today about what that plan might look like and what are some specific tips to keep in mind as you are starting to implement your impact-focused PMO. All right, so go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 008 to download that freebie that will be your worksheet you can use to either follow along or go back and download it later to take your notes on your action plan if you're driving or otherwise have your hands occupied. So just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 008 to grab that download that goes with this episode. Okay, so let's dive in to some things we wanna be thinking about and doing when we're putting our action plan in place. Now, there is a fantastic professional speaker that I have been honored and privileged to get to know as a part of the work I've been doing on my own professional speaking development career. I have worked in a program called Heroic Public Speaking, and I'm a graduate of their undergraduate and graduate programs, which are fantastic opportunities to grow your professional speaking skills. I will refer to a lot of my lessons that I've learned through those programs in future episodes, and this episode is no exception. One of the professional speakers and educators that we spent time with was a gentleman by the name of Ron Tite. And he has a new book coming out called Think, Do, Say. I've had the privilege of learning some of his teachings in this Think, Do, Say model in trainings that he's offered us through the undergrad and graduate programs. And I'm going to borrow that Think, Do, Say model as I talk to you about what you can do when you're putting your action plan in place for the PMO. And remember, this is how do I get my PMO to be more impact focused and impact driven. That's what we're focusing on today. So this think, do, say framework, if you take it in the context of what we need to do as PMO leaders, first, we need to think differently. And that was what the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series was all about. Before we can take any actions or take the right actions or start bringing others with us through the change process, we have to shift our mindsets ourselves. So the first series, those six episodes about the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Model was all about think thinking differently. Now that we've got our different perspective about the PMO or our enhanced or highlighted or more impact focused mindset for the PMO, now we need to put our plans together, which is the do, and then say is all about how we communicate that, tell the story, share the message of impact and shift the mindsets of others. So we've got think covered. But if you haven't listened to those prior episodes, let me just go through what those mindset shifts are really quickly for you. It's called the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series because it's all about the word impact. You will hear me talk about impact all the time because I believe that we've got to shift to be more outcome focused instead of only focusing on the outputs that we are creating as a part of our PMO. It's all about getting to that return on investment, ROI, for our projects and for every bit of time and energy we spend. So the first letter in impact PMO leader mindset is I, and that is for instilling focus. We have to make sure that we are focusing our energy on the right solutions. And to do that, we've got to be solving business problems. We must ask why. 
Why is the PMO there in the first place? Why are we creating all of these templates, tools, process? Why are we creating additional resources? Why are we putting certain process in place? We must ask that why and get laser focused on the deliverables as it pertains to getting to impact. Everything we create, everything we do, everything we're talking about is getting to that why. So that was that first layer that instilling focus step in the impact series. Next, we go to the letter M, which is measure outcomes. I am a firm believer that we must not get stuck in thinking that EVM or earn value management is the solution to all of our problems. Often we start talking about measuring progress and performance and forget to measure impact or the outcomes that we're achieving. So I'm a strong believer, whether it's in measuring the value the PMO is bringing to the table or projects that we are responsible for overseeing or supporting, that we cannot stop by saying we're busy. We cannot stop by saying we're making progress. We cannot stop by saying it was on time, it was under budget or on budget. That's not the only measures of success. We've got to make sure that we also go back and look at, are we achieving the business outcomes we intended? Are we achieving that return on investment? That's what measuring is all about. The third letter in this series is P for perform relentlessly, not just get it done, but perform relentlessly, driving a delivery focus mindset, talking about impact to everyone, making sure everyone is staying focused on the outcomes, keeping our commitments, minimizing friction by streamlining templates, tools, and process, and not getting caught up in that misbelief that if we create more, we're showing value. Oftentimes, real value comes from creating less. So we've got to right-size our governance and right-size how we are engaging so that we are continuing to perform relentlessly all the time. That's how we build our credibility in the organization and ultimately make that impact with the PMO that we are trying to make. After we got to P, we go to A in impact adapt to thrive. That means we're looking at adjusting our management style, not just based on different personalities, but on how familiar people are with the change. We're getting business driven and business focused with business knowledge and understanding business acumen. We're looking at stakeholders from the perspective of, do they love what we're doing and are they supporting us? Do they hate it, but at least we know who they are? Do they just don't care and does that matter? And looking for ways to be more business focused and making sure that our processes and our solutions and the way we're reprioritizing and the way we're engaging is all about being adaptive and iterative and nimble so we can respond to changes quickly. The C in impact was all about communicating with purpose, making sure that we don't talk PM speak, project management speak at our stakeholders. When their eyes start glazing over, it's because we're speaking our language, not theirs, and we lose them, which means we lose credibility, we lose engagement, we lose support. They don't know how to work with us. We've got to make sure that we're avoiding information indigestion and not putting so much information in front of our stakeholders that they can't even help us make the decisions we need made so we can keep things moving forward. 
We look at tying all the things we're doing as a PMO to the impact it's having on the organization. We're connecting the outcomes of projects to the support we provided. We're connecting the services and the capabilities to the outcomes and the impact they'll have on the organization. And we're doing it in a way that's driving actions and decisions and getting just the right amount of information in front of our stakeholders and then stop talking. Stop providing data, stop pushing it so hard. Now, the last step in this Impact PMO Leader Mindset series was transform mindset. That means that we have to think differently ourselves about our role and take on some new roles that the future PMO leaders are going to have as just a core part of their competencies before we can start shifting the mindset of others. That means we need to be entrepreneurial and embrace an entrepreneurial mindset and a way of operating. Give people plenty of room to look at how might we solve this problem as opposed to assuming that we've got just one way to do things and that's the only way we're going to get things done. That's not the way the new world is operating. We've got to be nimble and quick and agile and flexible and that means we've got to look for creative ways to solve problems. We also talked about new roles that we're going to be taking on. We talked about the strategy navigator. We talked about the fiduciary responsibility we have as a manager of organizational investments, aka projects. And we talked about the role of trusted advisor. And you can only become a trusted advisor if you're performing relentlessly and building that credibility, if you're communicating with purpose and speaking their language, if you're adapting to thrive so that they know they can come to you when things are shifting and that you're going to respond with, yeah, we've got that. And that we're measuring outcomes, not just outputs, so that we're actually helping the organization achieve their strategic goals, not just showing that we've got a lot of people that are really, really busy. And of course, it's all built on a foundation of having that instilled focus on why, why we're doing what we're doing and why the PMO is there, why the projects are there and keeping everyone laser focused on business outcomes from the start. So if we are doing all of those things, then we are accomplishing the think in the think, do, say model. We are thinking about our role as a PMO differently. So now what do we do with all of that? What do we do in the do of think, do, say? We've got to put together a plan that says, okay, now that my mindset has shifted, now that I'm thinking differently, what do I need to do to incorporate my new mindsets and the way I believe we need to engage as an organization, as a PMO, to serve the broader organization and community? What does that look like? Okay, so that's what today is about, is putting together that plan. And I am going to make the assumption that all of you impact drivers listening here know how to put together a plan. You know a thing or two about putting together a work breakdown structure. You know a thing or two about writing down, okay, here's the outcome we need to achieve, and then here is the steps we're going to take to get there. So with that assumption, I want to focus on some things to keep in mind as you're putting together that plan so that you stay sane when you're putting together the plan and when you start implementing it, when you start doing the doing of that plan. So as you look back and reflect on the worksheets you filled out for all of the six impact PMO leader mindsets, all of these great ideas you have, I know that you're probably feeling a little bit overwhelmed. 
oh my gosh, there are so many places that we need to make change. Where do I start? And my guidance tip number one for making the shift to impact PMO is start small. As you're putting together your work breakdown structure, you're collecting all of those ideas from the different worksheets and looking at all of the places you could have an impact on the organization, just pick one. Now, how do you pick one? You need to do some prioritization work. So guidance tip number one is start small. And that means that we need to prioritize all of the work that we potentially could do and look for a key opportunity where you can make a big shift quickly. Now, this isn't about a quick win and you just do it and move forward. This is about where have I seen pain and which of these opportunities is in really clear alignment with our why. And if you don't have that why clear, that is your first thing you do. Get clear on the why for your PMO, what business problems it's solving, what opportunities are being presented that can help move the organization forward, and be clear on that. So if that's not clear, that is your pick one. That is the first thing you do is get crystal clear on that why. We'll come back to a little bit more about that in a moment. But keep in mind what I often say, don't boil the ocean when you can just put one pot on the stove at a time. And what that means is when we're thinking about starting small, if we want to be effective, if we want to make an impact, narrow the scope to be something that is doable. Narrow the scope that doesn't require you to get 450 people involved in order to make any progress. Find something reasonable, doable, and achievable, and then start making that shift first, and then move on to the next thing. So that's where step number two comes in. Make it iterative. You want to make sure that whatever you're going to take on, because you're starting small, you do one thing, you give it a little while to see if it's working, then you come back and do the second thing. Now, this very closely follows my very successful framework in my Impact Engine PMO training course. We have a specific framework where we have 90-day cycles or 90-day sprints even that we will release new capabilities, new services to the organization. And then we let that simmer for a little while. We let that work. We see that it's happening. We see that progress is being made. We measure that we actually achieved the outcomes intended with that new service or capability. Then we start the next thing. So my tip number two is to make it iterative so that you can keep it small and focused and allow both the opportunity for value to be achieved faster and for you to allow time to see that one of the changes you're making is actually working, is moving the needle in the direction that it needs to be moved before you take on the next thing. So number one was start small. Don't feel like you have to take on everything at once. And that means that you must go through a prioritization exercise, take all of that homework you did when you were thinking about the Impact PMO Leader Mindset series and start to organize that based on where you can 
provide value quickly and then do that one thing first. And step two is about doing it in iterations and making sure that you allow a cycle for make a change, let it stick, see it's providing value, measure return on your investment of time and energy and resources to put that thing in place, make sure it had the intended outcomes and then move on to the next thing. And if it's not, you need to evaluate, can I do something a little differently to tweak it here or there and then make it work? Or does it need to be scrapped altogether? And don't be afraid to toss out the idea or toss out the initiative or service or capability if it's not working. But you only know that if you take the time to do that assessment first before you start moving on to the next iteration or the next capability. What happens often is that people will just implement and they'll do, do, do without any reflection to see if anything worked. So you'll start delivering a service over here and then another one in a different department and again and again and again. And you're throwing out all these new services without actually taking the time to pause and evaluate and reflect, did this service actually achieve the intended outcomes? Now, this is the very same guidance we give to our project teams and stakeholders and sponsors. We tell them to make sure their project is actually achieving the intended outcomes, right? Well, we need to do the same thing here with any services or capabilities we're creating as a PMO. Did it actually do what it was supposed to do? And if it didn't, how do we get it so that it does or scrap it and move on to a higher priority area? Okay, so that was the first couple of tips. The third one is don't overcommit. I know that I've mentioned this to you before, but I want to say it again because it's so important. Often, especially if you're new in your role in the organization, you've changed organizations or is your first time building a PMO and you're being given this great opportunity, you might be a little bit like I used to be and I'd want to just say yes to everyone because I was trying to build my credibility. I was trying to please everyone. I wanted to be a people pleaser. I wanted people to look to us as a PMO and say, they've got our back. They're doing what needs to get done. Well, the problem with that is if we say yes to everyone, then we're going to disappoint some of them. We will achieve our goals in some areas and we won't in other areas if we take on too much. Remember, one pot on the stove at a time. So I think it's super important that you pick where you're going to focus your energy and don't overcommit and say yes to everybody. That's why it's super important to follow a framework that allows you to think about iterations, putting things into a schedule, some kind of a roadmap, if you will, like my Impact Engine PMO students have a roadmap they follow that is 90 day cycles. And they have a dashboard that shows what services and capabilities are going to be delivered every single quarter. And that allows people to have transparency into that roadmap so they can find their thing, their pet initiative, their pet service or capability that they really want to see. That allows them to find themselves in that roadmap. And that can go a long way to helping people feel like you've heard them and don't worry, your thing is coming. 
Now, of course, you'll then have to have all of those political discussions about whose services or capabilities get delivered first, whose pet project gets delivered first, but that's okay because it really should be those business leaders getting together and making that decision. It's not up to you as a PMO leader what priorities you take on. It should be based on the business goals that the business stakeholders have defined. So you let them fight it out. You let them decide the order of priority for those services and capabilities. And that lets you be the facilitator and the good guy or gal that's saying, I'm doing things in the order of the priority that you guys set. So that's how you address the don't overcommit technique by just putting it back on them to decide the order. And then you put out that roadmap that illustrates the priority that the stakeholders developed. You should have some kind of a steering committee team that's providing both support and guidance and direction on why the PMO exists, what the goal is that the PMO is there to achieve, or in other words, the PMO mandate. And then you will allow them to kind of drive the order in which those activities, services, capabilities get delivered. So that is number three, don't overcommit. Number four don't underestimate the importance of gaining that critical support. So we talked about it a little, and we're going to talk about it more in next week's episode with Mark Price Perry, where he's going to be talking a little bit about the time it actually takes to get that PMO mandate, the why for the PMO clear. And you will definitely be surprised by his answer as to how long it takes to get that critical support. And once you do, you will then be able to do number three pretty easily, that prioritization exercise with your stakeholders. You've got to get that critical support there first before you do anything. Because otherwise, it's the PMO dictating what medicine the organization needs to take. And I'm telling you, that does not go over well or last long. You will be successful at that in the short term, maybe, But if you want engaged stakeholders, if you want that critical buy-in and support, you've got to invest the time and the energy to get there. So don't underestimate the importance of that because you can go back and leverage that steering committee group, that stakeholder group for a lot of very important functions. One of them is doing that key definition of the PMO, the PMO mandate, the why for the PMO. Another one is having the prioritization conversations around what services and capabilities the organization should deliver and in what order. Another one is providing very critical support as you're rolling out capabilities and services. That steering committee, because it was all their idea, should be your champions for creating that change. And they should be supporting you and helping you get the word out and the messaging and all of that critical support to actually ensure that the services and capabilities get delivered. So there's just three off the top of my head, critical ways that that support from stakeholders, that leadership stakeholder group that's driving decisions can be leveraged. So definitely don't underestimate the importance of that support. Okay, number five, remember to focus on why for everything you do. 
Obviously, you know that you've got to have the why there in the PMO mandate, why the PMO exists. But when you're doing anything around prioritization or building services and capabilities, you have to maintain that clear and direct alignment with why for everything you do. Every process you create, every template you create, every stakeholder you talk to, every single step in the process, you want to make sure the why is crystal clear. Why are we adding five steps to the process? What pain points are those five steps going to solve? Why are we putting this tool in place? Exactly what pain points, what business problems will be addressed by this tool being in place? Those are just two quick examples of that why and how it must be tied into everything you do. If you're in a position where you are rescuing a PMO as opposed to starting one, or you're listening to this looking for ideas on ways that you can accelerate impact of your existing PMO, then you've got to make sure that you ask and answer that why question every step of the way. And if you are struggling or having challenges or you're not getting stakeholders that will pay any attention to you, or when the PMO comes calling, everyone goes running and they scatter away the minute that you start coming their way, then your why is lost. It's either not clear to you or it's not connected to your stakeholders and what they believe the PMO should be doing. So if the PMO why, the PMO mandate is not clear to you, then you've got to go back to getting it clear and leveraging those stakeholders to help you get that clear. If it's clear to you and maybe your business leaders, but it's not clear to the rest of the organization, then that's another critical place that the PMO stakeholder group comes back together to talk about how you can get the word out and get the message out and let those stakeholders be your champions. Okay, so that was number five. And then number six is an extension of what we were just talking about. If you are hitting resistance anywhere along this process, then it's time to push the pause button. If you are hitting resistance when you are trying to implement your PMO services and capabilities, then you've got to step back and say, where is the disconnect from the why? Because it's very likely that you are not bringing your stakeholders with you through the process. Remember when I talked about organizational change management and change resistance in a prior episode? Remember how we talked about you've got to do change with people instead of to them? If you are hitting resistance, it's very possible that you are doing change to them. Remember, people don't like to have change done to them but people are not generally resistant to change. Think about it. You know a lot of people that have gotten married. You know a lot of people that have had children. You know a lot of people that have moved. You know a lot of people that have taken up a new hobby, have tried something new in their lives. People are not resistant to change, but they sure are resistant to having change done to them. So Think about how you're interacting and engaging with your stakeholders and make sure that you are connecting it to their idea, their pain point, their opportunity, 
the way you're going to make their lives better. And when you do that, you will hit a lot less resistance to your plan. Now that we have made these mindset shifts and now that we've put together a plan and we're looking out for all those gotchas or derailers to our plan, now we need to think about how we talk about the PMO and the impact and the value differently. You have done a lot of work going through this series of the Impact PMO Leader Mindset and putting together this plan. Now we've got to make sure that we're bringing people with us through the process. You've got all of this work you've done, but you want to make sure that you slow down to speed up. And that means you've gone through a journey in making these mindset shifts. And now you've got to make sure that you bring others on that journey with you. So I would take the time to recommend that they listen to these podcast episodes, to take the time to walk through each one of those worksheets that you worked on, to take the time to connect all of those shifts that you want to make in the organization with the impact and the value that others are going to see and feel and participate in and do it slow and steady. So you want to have conversations around the ways that the PMO is going to operate differently and how valuable it's going to be and develop your way that you're going to roll out this strategy together. So bring people with you through the process, have really good conversations with them about the capabilities and services that the PMO will deliver to drive even greater impact and build your advocates and your change agents, your change champions through that process. You don't need to do this alone. So when you think about think, do, say, you've done all the thinking, the mindset shifts, you've built your plan and you're looking out for those gotchas. Now, when it comes to rolling it out, we don't start selling the PMO. We don't start convincing people that they need the medicine they don't want to take. We start saying, let's do this together now that we're all shifting the way we think and start rolling out this PMO service or this capability as a team. It's all about we and how might we, not this is what we're going to do to you. So just think about how you talk about the services and the capabilities, how you connect the impact that the PMO will make and the outcome that will be achieved back to the pain point or the opportunity that your stakeholders have identified. All of your conversation where you're talking about the PMO and the impact it's driving should start with that why. If you do that, you'll have a lot easier time getting the changes you're trying to make actually implemented and get a lot less resistance, a lot more support, and a lot more engagement in what should be a organization coming together to make an impact and solve problems, not the PMO against the world. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you so much for being a part of my community. Thank you for listening today. Go download that resource I have to help you as you're thinking about putting your impact focus for your PMO in place, your plan for getting to a high impact PMO, and know that I have your back all the way. We have just begun to peel back the layers. We have just begun to start the process of making these shifts to an impact PMO. 
And over the next many, many episodes, we're going to continue to explore all of the facets of what it means to build a high impact PMO. And I'm super excited to announce that some of my favorite thought leaders are going to be coming up in future episodes, some of which are speakers at this year's PMO Impact Summit. So next week, we have Mark Price Perry, one of my favorite forward-thinking thought leaders in this space who has dedicated years of his life to getting the message out there about the business-driven PMO. He is the business-driven PMO evangelist, and next week he's going to start talking a little bit about his topic in the summit, which is nudging organizational change and business agility, and where that creates opportunities for PMOs of the future. Make sure you hit subscribe and download all the latest episodes so you can listen to them on the go and you'll be the first to know when Mark's episode for next week is live. That's it for today, folks. Thank you so much, all of you impact drivers out there for being a part of my community and sharing your time and your day with me. I hope you found this episode valuable and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. 